discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatin as Christ is magnified in you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, dear Lord, for this opportunity to be in your house. Thank you for your precious Holy Spirit who teaches us your word and helps us, grants us ideas, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to live life, to excel in every single thing we do. Thank you so much. For your Holy Spirit who is working in us and working with us. Causing us to produce results. And bear fruits on every sphere of our lives. And thank you for the power of your word. That causes us to become conscious of your glory in our lives even some more. And become conscious of what you have done for us. In Christ Jesus. We are grateful. This morning we receive your word with meekness and gladness. Our hearts and our minds are open to hear your word, to be transformed from one level of glory to another. Thank you that we are catapulted to a higher level, a higher realm, by your power, even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May take your seat in heavenly places where you belong. Wow. It's good to be back. There's no place like home. I've missed you too. No matter what, there's no place like home. It's, it's great to be here. Hallelujah. I, I bring you greetings all the way from South Africa. I think every one of us should pass through that country in your lifetime. It's a very, it's a very lovely place. Very, very beautiful. Very nice. Mommy, you're welcome. Yes, thank you so much. I want to welcome all our brethren who are out there watching us from various places in Kumasi, Cape Coast, Kaswa, Tema, Spintex, wherever you are. We, are. we are honored to have you watching us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And uh, I want to share some few things with you from the scriptures that I believe will help you. Hallelujah. We have three very important things to do today. Three very important things. Okay? So, I'll start by sharing the word with you. And then we'll go to the next thing. And then we'll go to the next. Today is the first Sunday of the month. I mean, there's a communion Sunday. We're going to partake of the communion, isn't it? So that's the last very important thing we're going to do. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want you to turn your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 53 from verse 10. Isaiah 53 from verse 10. It's good to see everybody. Yes. As I'm looking at your faces, I'm tempted to mention everybody's name. 
but I won't, I won't do it. Yes. Isaiah chapter 53. Do you love Jesus? Yeah. Can you read it for me? One to go. You need once again, one to go. He shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He's talking about Jesus. The fact that Jesus was bruised. Says it was God's pleasure to bruise him. You know, because his bruising was for a reason. There was a purpose for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. And he made his soul an offering for sin. Jesus did not die for nothing. Jesus died for something. Jesus died with you in mind. Jesus died on the cross with you in mind. His death was not for nothing. Okay? We must not live our lives as though his death was for nothing. He died so that you might live. He suffered so that you will not suffer. He was bruised so that you will not be bruised. He was put to grief so that you will not be put to grief. And you must insist on it as a child of God to not be put to shame. To not suffer. You must insist on it. If you don't insist on it, you'll be taken advantage of. A lot of Christians all around the world are not insisting on their rights in Christ. And that is why they are living the way they are living. Jesus did not suffer for nothing. His sacrifice was for something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell anybody, tell you must insist. You must insist. On your rights. You must know it so that you can insist on it. Okay? You must know it. You must be conscious of it and insist on it. God has given us a victorious life. A life of success, of goodness, of joy, of glory. And you must insist on enjoying a life of goodness, glory, pleasure, joy. You must insist on it. You don't allow anything or anyone steal that from you. It's very important. And it's all up to you. You know, Jesus has done what he's supposed to do. On the cross, he said it is finished. He's taking care of your poverty. You must insist on living a successful life in terms of riches and money. (laughs) You must insist on a life of joy. No sadness in my life again. It's, it's a, you can just wake up one day and say no sadness again in my life it's, it's actually up to you it's up to you amazingly <laughs> it's up to you there's no need to suffer he says yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him he has put him to grief if you go up go to, go to verse let's read from verse 1 into verse 4 so that you understand even some more okay? he says who has believed our report who has believed our report the one who has believed our report will not lack. 
The one who has believed our report will not have a life of defeat. The one who has believed our report will have a life of increase. And keep going forward and keep going higher and higher. This is, this is the gospel. Okay? This is the gospel. You must believe it. If you don't believe it, you will not enjoy it. And if you believe it and you are not seeing it around you, don't look at what is around you. Believe in what God has said. Since who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? This is the arm of the Lord. Jesus said that if I, by the finger of God, do work these miracles. He's talking about the finger of God works miracles. How much more his arm? <laughs> How much more his arm? Says, and, who, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Verse, verse 2. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. And as a root out of a drag down. He has, he has no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. That is why your life is supposed to be beautiful. Because Jesus' countenance was so mad that there was no beauty in him for, for him to be desired. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Next verse. He is despised and rejected of men. Meaning that you are not to be despised and rejected of men. You have been brought into the place of acceptance. The Bible says that he has accepted us in the beloved. We are the accepted in the beloved. It means that wherever I go in my life, I'll be accepted. Wherever I go in my life, I'll be accepted. Why? Because Jesus was despised and rejected of men. Meaning that I will not be despised. I will not be rejected of men. Why? Because he has gone through that for me so that I don't go through that. I said you must insist on your right. If you don't insist on it, your ignorance will rule you. Ignorance is a demon. Ignorance is a devil from the bottom of hell. Why are Christians suffering? Christians are suffering because they don't know. They don't know they are not supposed to suffer. They don't know. The Bible says they know not. Neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. I have said that ye are gods. And you are children of the most high. But you shall die like one of the princes of this world. And you shall die like men. Why? Because they know not. Neither do they understand. Jesus said, if he called them gods to whom the word of God came, how much more the one who is the way? No, the people he gave the word to, he called them gods. You see, in this way he says, but you shall go, go up. If you go up, he says, they know not, neither do they understand. They walk on in darkness. I have said, ye are gods. So Jesus, in quoting this particular scripture, he says, verse, verse 5, they know not, neither do they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. Continue. Verse 6, I have said, ye are gods. And all of you are children of the Most High. In John chapter 10, Jesus was making reference to this particular scripture. And he said, if he called them God, to whom the word of God came. Okay, go to that place in John chapter 10. You find, find it. John chapter 10, I think there's 26 or so. He's in there somewhere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, I'm different. I'm different. Say it again, I'm different. I'm different. Yeah. I'm different. You see, if, if you were really to, to see who you really are and know who you really are, you, you will not even be able to understand your own self. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, I said Jesus would not die for nothing. He died for something. He died for you. If you were the only one on earth, do you know that if you were the only one on earth, Jesus would still have come to die for you? That's how important you are. That's how special you are. You know, every time you walk around thinking that you don't have, you're always thinking from the point of not having. You know, when, when you are buying something, the first thing you ask for is the price. You don't check, you don't check how, how good it is first. The first thing you check is, 
when they show it to you, as soon as they show it to you, how much is it? Before you start considering any other. If they mention the price that is in your range, then you start considering the other possibilities of purchasing it. See, I refuse to live like that. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law? I said, Ye are gods. If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. The scripture cannot be broken. Meaning that the Jews, in the eyes of God, they were gods. Because he brought the word of God came to them. They were the ones whom God gave the word. He says, if he called them gods. Hmm? Jesus said, is it not written in your law? I said, he are gods. If he called them gods, unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. Next verse. Say you of him whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world. That blasphemy because I said I'm the son of God. Why are you saying I'm blaspheming? The word of God came to them and you were called gods. How much more the one who is the word of God? No, in, 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 in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23, the Bible says that being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God that lives and abides forever. We are not the ones the word of God has come to. We are the ones the word of God were born out of the word. We are offsprings of the word. We are offsprings of the word. We, we, we came out of the word of God. So what do you think we are? If the people whom the word came to were called gods, how much more those who were born of the word? What do you think should be their name? You see, you can't say that. You can't believe it. That is why you are fired. It's difficult for you to believe. You think I'm blaspheming like Jesus is saying. Like this is the way. You think I'm blaspheming. Not, the earlier you believe what God has said about you, the better. Your whole life of greatness and success and goodness and joy and glory depends on what you believe. A man cannot become anything more than what he believes. If you don't believe, you will not be. Okay? If you don't believe, you will not be. Hallelujah. I want you to believe some more in what God has done because it is true. Start thinking the way God wants you to think. And your whole world will change. Your environment will change. Hallelujah. Can this be true? Ask your neighbor, can this be true? You see, you prefer, you prefer me talking about how much of a sinner you are. You prefer that, isn't it? You prefer that. You prefer me talking about how terrible you are. It's just like we are being real. That one is more real. That's why. And even that one, some people, some people will not come to church because they feel that their pastor has reported them to me. And I'm preaching about them. Yeah, you prefer me talking about how terrible you are and how, how weak you are and how you can't do much. You, know, you can connect, you can relate. Can relate. Ask your neighbor, is it true? What is it true? It's because of the way we are seeing things. Do you know that this example is given a lot by uh, these motivational speakers? A glass of water. Okay? And uh, it's. I don't, I don't want to use the word, so there's water in the glass, up to the middle portion of the glass. Up to the middle portion of the glass. And they will ask two people a question. So, what's, what's, what's sitting there? One will say, the glass is half empty. And the other person will say, the glass is half filled. 
or half full. Okay? The one, you see, one is thinking in terms of emptiness. And the other one is thinking in terms of filling. The one who is thinking in terms of emptiness will have the thing becoming more and more empty as the years go by. But the one who is thinking about fullness, because he said that glass is half full, he will definitely work for the thing to get even fuller. Hallelujah. It's a matter of perspective. What are you looking at? What are you looking at? What are you considering? What are you, what are you considering? The Bible says, why we look not at the things which are seen? You see, a lot of us look at the things that are seen. We, you are only looking, you are looking in terms of the flesh only. You are just looking in terms of the flesh only. That's all you are looking at. When we talk, you, you just, immediately we start talking, you start thinking about your home. Immediately we start talking, you start thinking about what you have around you immediately. Like you, I, don't, I don't have money on me. I don't have, I don't have 100,000 Ghana cities. I don't, how many people in the world have 100,000 Ghana cities sitting by them? But it's not about if we need 100,000 to come, it will come. You understand what I'm saying? It's a matter of how you are thinking and how, what your believing system is. You, a lot of us are always thinking in terms of lack. In terms of what we, we, we have on us in, in the flesh. It will fail you. You are on your way to failure. Look with the Spirit. Look with the eye of the Spirit. You see, there's something called the Spirit. Okay? There's something called the Spirit. The Spirit really is real. Spirit is real. Is air real? Is air real? How many of you saw air yesterday? Or you met air this morning when you were coming to church? Anybody? How do you know air is real? You can feel it. You can see its effect. You can feel it. Wow. Are you sure? Yeah. The spirit is like that. Spirit is called Numa. That's the that's the, the Greek word. Numa is eh. Okay? Eh. The Bible says we are born of the spirit. The born again experience and everything related to it. Everything in the scriptures, everything is spiritual, it's not physical. That's why Elijah be, this, he began, he says, Who has believed that report? Isaiah began by, who has believed that report? Because, you see, you, if you are not smart, you will not believe it. You will think we are lying. You will think, people keep talking about abstract things. What's all these things? They should, be, they should be real. You start talking about reality. But you don't know what reality is. You don't know. You, you say, let's face reality. Let's, let's be real. You see, we have to be real. We, we have to know what we have and what we don't have. You are saying, I don't have the money, I don't have this one, I don't have a car, I don't have a house, I don't have this, I don't have that. Let's be practical. Brother, there's nothing more practical than the Spirit. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's why I can say I will never be poor in my life. I'm not saying I'll never be poor in my life because I'm looking at the physical. I don't have any money in my pockets right now. I don't keep money on me. Ask him. I was with him for two weeks. I normally don't keep. I can't even forget my money. Because I don't think in terms of money, to be honest with you. I stopped thinking in terms of money a long time ago. I stopped thinking in terms of money. So I don't carry money on me. We could go, we could go, we could get a, uh, an Uber, get to the, the venue. When we get there, Pastor, where's the money? Oh, it's, it's in the house. And then we'll go, we'll go to the house and go and pick it up. So I, I gave everything to him. I just 
Hold it. You hold it. Because I, I, I'm not, that's not my, it's not part of my thought process. I don't think in terms of, in terms of money. At all. I don't allow money to rule me. My speech is not determined by how much I have on me. You know when, you, when there's a lot of, you know that there's some, some 10,000 sitting in your account. It determines the way you move. As you're moving, you, you, you just, Charlie, what's up, man? Yeah, man. That's how you walk. Because there's some 10,000 cities sitting somewhere. When it starts finishing, your speech reduces. Your confidence reduces as the money reduces. It shows you where your trust is. It shows you where your trust is. Yeah, if, if, if your house is not nice or you're not coming from an influential home, your speech is very usual. You don't really talk much. You will not know who you are until you have money. Yeah, they say money is an amplifier. It amplifies who you really are. A poor man always looks very simple and very cool. Yes, it's, like, it's, it's, a, it's deception. You, his real character will show. Give him, give him one million dollars and let's see what he will do. The spirit is real. Okay, the spirit is real. The spirit is real. You see, I can say I have a bright future because of what the Word of God says. You see, Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 63. He says, let's, let's look at it. It's very important. This is Jesus. This is God. This is God in flesh. When God in flesh came, He spoke. He said some things. His words are very important. He said, it is the Spirit that quickeneth. It is the Spirit that gives life. It is the Spirit that brings energy. It is the Spirit that brings greatness. Life, without life, you cannot exist. You see, without life, there is no hope. Without life, there is no hope for anything. When life is taken out of you, there is no hope for anything. I mean, you can't have hope for anything. You can't have hope to marry. How can a dead body meet a, a beloved? There is no... There's no Opportunity for beloved dosing and beloved doses if there's no life. You cannot be employed if you're a dead body. No, how can a dead body think about employment? How can a dead body think about building a five bedroom house and traveling to South Africa? This will never happen. It's only someone who has life in him that can think. And envision things and have hope. It's only life. Jesus said that it is the spirit that gives life. The word quickened means to give life. It is only the spirit. Only the spirit can give you hope. Only the spirit can give you faith and give you power and give you greatness. Only the spirit. It is the spirit that quickened, that giveth life. The flesh profited nothing. The flesh, if you are going to think in terms of flesh, you will feel you have feel from the beginning. You will feel big time. It doesn't matter what you have in the flesh. You will start reducing with time. You will be shocked. It is the spirit that giveth life. The flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So the word of God is spirit. And the word of God is life. The word of God is spirit. It's spiritual. It's not physical. It's spiritual. It's It's a spiritual thing. Even though we have a physical aspect of it, it's a spiritual thing. Spirit. You see. And the spirit is more real than the physical. It's more real than the physical. So when a man starts thinking from there, life starts oozing out. You see, life starts oozing out. And that man can only walk into glory and walk into greatness. 
walk into power, success. And that's, that's the life God wants for you and I. That's why Jesus came. Have you read John chapter 10 verse 10 before? What does it say? Jesus did not just come to come and take away sins. A lot of people think that Jesus came to take away sins. That's not the only, that's not the major reason why he came. Okay, that was one of the major reasons. For him to get the, it's like, uh, if I say I have ten cities, do I have to tell you I have one city before you, you know I have one city? If I tell you I have ten cities, what does it mean? It means that one city is included in the ten. Two cities is included in the ten. Three cities is included in the ten. Four cities, five cities, they all include, the less is always included in the greater. Isn't it? So, Jesus made the statement. He showed you the complete, the reason why he came. And it is, for this to happen, he needed to take care of sin. Because sin was what was blocking us from getting the life. So he had to take care of sin. He had to take care of redemption. He had to take care of a lot of things. So that we can have this. He says, the thief come not but to steal, to kill and to destroy. I am come. He didn't say, I am come to take away sin. I am come to whatever. I, I am come that they might have life. I came so that they might have life and that they, may, they might have it more abundantly. That is why Jesus came. Jesus wants you to have life and have it to, to the overflow. To the overflow. To the overflow. Life unending. Life to the overflow. Glory to the overflow. I told you that life means glory. Life means development. Life means everything. Without life, nothing can happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Speak in tongues for a while. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go back to Isaiah 53, where we're reading. Oh. Kala Satimido. Isaiah 53, you can read from verse 2. For he shall grow up. Go to the next verse. Verse 3. Is despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows. I will never be sorrowful in my life. Because my, life, my, my Lord was a man of sorrows. He was put into sorrow so that I will never have sorrow again in my life. Insist on it. Insist on it. When the boy breaks your heart, make sure you don't tell, tell your heart, I will not be sorrowful. Yeah. I will never have a day of sadness again in my life. Yeah. Insist on it. Insist on it. Let the blood of Jesus be worthy of what it was used for. Yeah. That someone died. Someone died because of you. Let that value mean something to you. Let his blood have value for you. By making sure you don't go through any of the things that ordinary people go through. Yeah. By insisting on your rights. By letting the word of God work in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's despised of men and rejected of men. A man of souls and acquainted with grief. He was acquainted with grief, with pain. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Next verse. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with the stripes, we are healed. So I'll never be sick again in my life. I'll never be sick again in my life. Yeah. 
cancer cannot exist in my body. <laughs> you see, if you don't say some of these things, eh? Just, just this morning, my wife was telling me about someone, someone who looks after cancer patients, okay, whose son just developed the cancer. You know, cancer just comes overnight. You just sleep, wake up, and is there. Realize you're not feeling well. I know someone who was just walking. I'm not feeling. I'm not feeling. And she fell. When she went to the hospital, they said she had brain tumor. Just like that. They don't know where it comes from. It's not from food. I mean, even it's so. We should, should we stop eating? Should we stop eating? Because I mean, they say so many things. Oh, don't eat this one. Don't do this. Don't do this. But I think we should go by the spirit. What do you think? It is better that way. It is better that way. It is better that way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll never be sick in my life. Because I have the life of God in me. Did you ever see God sick? God woke up one day and said, I saw on someone's status recently. Uh, said, I don't feel like doing anything today. Uh, Have you ever seen God? <laughs> God saying that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it was you, it was you, it was you. I saw it yesterday. Have you, ever God, have you ever seen God waking up in the morning and saying that I don't do anything? If he doesn't want to do anything, then he's Hallelujah. Today, today, I'm, I just, I mean, God, God wakes up in the morning and says, and then me home for me, home for me. The life that he has is the same life he has given to you and I. Ask your neighbor, do you believe it? What did he say? Say, I believe it. Say it again, I believe it. I believe it. I believe in what you have said. I believe in it. I believe in it. And I will live my life from there. I'll live my life from there. I'll live my life from there. I'll live my life minding the spirit, not minding the flesh. You see, you can mind the, the spirit or you can mind the flesh. You can mind the spirit or you can mind the flesh. It's Romans chapter 8. Look at Romans chapter 8. Let's read from verse 5. You see it there. For they that after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Those who are after the flesh do mind the things. You see, he's not talking about, he's talking about physical things, following natural things. Things that you can understand, things that you can see, things that you can think about, your calculations. Living your life according to your calculations. Living your life according to what is around you, the number of clothes you have, your, your uncle being abroad, your mother sorting you out. Your certificates, your whatever, your, I mean your accounts, living like that. He says, for they that are after the flesh, they are after. That's what they are after. That's what they look out for. That's, that's the only means of thinking. They cannot, that, that is animalistic. They cannot be elevated above that. It's, 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 it's animalistic. If you go down, it says that for the carnal mind is enmity against God. Okay, it's enmity against God. It's, the kind of mind is dangerous. It can kill you. It can destroy your life. Hmm? That for, because the kind of this verse seven. Because the kind of mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. Go to the next verse. Go to the next verse. 
So then they that are after the flesh cannot please God. Hmm? But ye are not in the flesh. Say, I'm not in the flesh. I am in the spirit. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the soul of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the soul of Christ, he is none of it. So, we are not of the flesh, we are of the spirit. We are born of the spirit, we are, therefore we are in the spirit. So, we must regulate our lives in the spirit. We must think spiritually. Move spiritual. And not think, because you can be in the spirit and be walking after the flesh. You can be walking after, you can be living after the flesh. I'm not talking about the dictates of the flesh. I'm talking about the physical things around you, the things that surround you. You get it? Like, why can't you do that? I can't do this because this one has never happened for me. Why, why is this one has never happened for me? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I've been trying this for so many years. It has not worked. Why do you still keep trying it the same way you've been trying it? You've been doing it. Why don't you do it differently? Why don't you do it differently? Because you've been doing it this way and it's, it's been failing all these years. It's not working. So why don't you change your strategy? What do you say? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. And they that are after the spirit do mind. Hmm? Go, go to verse 5. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit, they mind the things of the spirit. You can mind the things of the spirit. You see, you can mind the things of the spirit. Think from the spiritual. Think from that place. Not from the physical. Not from where your, your hometown. Your village. No. It won't work like that. It won't work like that. It won't work like that. Well, me, me, my family, they say that we don't marry early. We marry when we are 35. And when we marry, we don't even give birth early like that. When you are 45, then you have your first child. That's, that's, a lot of people believe that. That's where they are. They are minding those things. They mind those things. In my family, when you, are, when you are 40, you develop a certain sickness. Oh, you don't know. They are thinking from the flesh. They are not thinking from the spirit. You see, you must know that you've been taken from the family of men. And have been brought into the family of God. You see, it's not just a statement. Think like that. Live like that. Have that consciousness. As many as received him. John chapter 1 verse 11. It says he came unto his own, but his own refused him. And rejected him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right, the power, to become the sons of God. Then he says, children, we are not born of blood. I'm not born of blood, so no blood disease can affect me. Not if my family, this is what happens. There's a blood, we are SS, we are whatever. Ah, what are you talking about? Haven't you seen people who are SS and have changed to AA? It's, it's up to you. It's what you believe. It's up to you. It's what you are thinking. It's what you are thinking. I come from a very poor family. Which family I, which one are you looking at? No, which one are you looking at? You are looking at the physical one. But I'm looking at the spiritual one. My father is big. My father is bigger than everybody. My father is richer than everybody. He says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That even though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor. So that you through his poverty might become rich. So that is where I think from. Do you understand? So I'll never be poor in my life. He came so that you might have life. And have it to the full. 
I said insist on it. Okay? Insist on it. I'm not going to live a substandard life. I'm not going to live a sub-victory life. A life where demons can just do whatever they want to do. You wake up in the morning. Today I had a a very terrible dream. Some demons were chasing me. And you move around asking everybody what it means. When you meet somebody, okay, so... I, I, I had a dream and I saw black. You see? I saw something black was chasing me and... Do you, know, do, you know how, do you know how I received the Holy Spirit? Let me share it with you. I was 12 years old when I received the Holy Spirit. And I remember exactly what happened. We were in a committee at Obogono Secondary School. We were praying. You know, small boys, we were just praying, 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 praying. So committee is good for 12 year olds. We must have children camp. Camp for children. I, I grew up in camp meetings, to be honest with you. I grew up in camp meetings. So we are going to do that, okay? Yeah. I remember the camps. I, I remember we went for a camp at uh, the Pentecost. Um, I was in church of Pentecost, so. Uh, Pentecost University down at Soto. I remember we went for a camp meeting there. Young, I, was, I think I was around 10 then. And they preached powerfully about the work of the ministry. He said, If you want to work for the Lord, come forward. And I went forward. I said, I surrender my life to you, Lord. Hey! So I'm not surprised my, I'm holding microphone standing in front of you. I'm not surprised. Yes. That was when we surrendered our lives to the Lord in terms of ministry. We're praying, we're praying. You're just praying. Then, in a vision, I saw a light coming to me. I saw a light coming to me. Now, light, is light not supposed to be good? But in a vision, I was running away from the light. I was running away from the light. As I was running away from the light, I met Jesus himself, and he hugged me. When he hugged me, I started speaking in tongues. That was how I received the Holy Spirit. Yes, and he came out physically. I was just speaking in tongues like that. Now, it means that it's not every, the Bible says every Satan has turned himself into an angel of light. So the fact that you saw black in your dream does not mean that. So your life is ruled by your mind. I had a dream and I saw something black chasing me. I don't know my future. I don't know whether it is going to go. Why are you saying such things? You are minding physical things. You are minding fleshly things. It won't go well with you. If I sleep and I see something black is in me, I wake up and thank God. I'll just wake up and thank God. And if I want to go further, I'll sleep and chase it. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'll think from the Spirit. I'll think from the Spirit. I'll think from the Spirit. I think from the place of the word. Okay? Yeah. God has brought goodness, good things into your life. Don't live a substandard life. Live a glorious life. See, I'll forever live a glorious life. Let's go to that other place where we're reading. Isaiah 53, right? Let's read verse 10 once again. So that explains some things to you and then I close. And I go to next, the next thing. By you being blessed. How many of you are learning anything? Wow. Wow. It says, no, no, okay, verse 10. It says, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, then he says, He shall see his seed. He shall see his seed. The Lord shall see his seed. He shall see the seed of the Lord. 
The Lord shall see the seed of the Lord. The Lord shall see the seed of Jesus Christ. And he shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. What does this scripture mean? You see, a lot of people, one day, say one day. One day. One day, Jesus was walking through the streets. And uh, he wanted to go to Jerusalem, but he wanted to go to Samaria first. So he called, he had so many people with him, so he had to make sure everybody had a place to sleep. So he called some of his disciples and told them to go forward, go ahead, and go and check if they can have a place to sleep in Samaria. Okay? When they went, the Samaritans asked them, is the Lord going to have a crusade in our city? They said, no, he's going to Jerusalem. If he's going to, going to Jerusalem, they will not allow him to sleep here. Every time when he can just pass, it's like only Jerusalem is the, is the powerful place. The Lord has never, because the Lord has ne- had never really preached in Samaria before. He had never held any major meeting in Samaria. Because he himself said that he was not sent to the others. He was sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Okay. So he didn't do some things. You understand? Yes, in Samaria, there was this woman who uh, 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 was by the well. If you remember. The woman by the well is the one who went to preach. And brought the people and he spoke to them briefly. And that was it. They didn't do much. So the Samaritans were not happy. You are always going to Jerusalem to do great things there. To heal the sick. And which we have sick people in Samaria. If you are not coming to do any crusade here, then we will not allow you to stay here. That was what they said to the disciples. And the disciples came back to Jesus and told him about what had happened. Just when Jesus was about to respond, John and his brother James said that, You see, Lord, these are the things that we have been talking about. These people, they don't respect. They don't know who you really are. We want to call down fire to burn the whole city of Samaria. Then Jesus said that you don't know the spirit with which you are working. You don't know the spirit with which you are off. The Son of Man has not come to destroy men, but he's come that men might be saved. That's what Jesus said. A lot of you, sometimes some people will be there and they will say, You know what I'm talking about, isn't it? You go to some places and they are clapping their hands, calling down fire. Some bomb and some bomb fire. Osuja. Then they'll be clapping and doing all kinds of things. We, they don't know what they are of. They don't know the, they are, what they are coming from. You see, we, we, we are of something. You understand? We are, the, we are not the seed of Elijah. Neither are we the seed of Jonah. Hmm? You have to be smart. You have to know when the word of God is not talking to you. <laughs> Do you hear what I said? You have to know when the word of God is not talking to you. The word of God addresses different kinds of people. It addresses the Jews. It addresses the Gentiles. It addresses the disciples. And it addresses the new creation. There are things that were said to the Jews that are, it has nothing to do with you. If you allow it to limit you, you will think differently. Okay? We are the offspring of the Lord. The Bible says that you shall see his seed. We are the seed of Christ. We have oh, we we are the ones who are of Christ. How did the Christian come into existence? The Christian came into existence as a result of the death, burial, and resurrection. Actually, at the resurrection of Christ, not at his death, not as his, at his burial, but at his resurrection. It is after his resurrection that the Christian comes. So the Christians don't have a past. Actually, 
In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7, it says that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Then it says, behold. Because if you don't see, the word behold means to see. Okay? It means to see. It's from the word idol. Hallelujah. Idol. That's a Greek. Idol. And the actual Greek is I-U-D-O. I-U-D-O. But then it's from idol. E-I-D-O. It means to perceive with the eyes of the spirit. To see with the prophetic eye. Because the things concerning us is, is spiritual. It's not physical. If you are not careful, you'll be, you'll be thinking of yourself after the old man. When you are not the old man anymore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, yeah, we, are not of, we are not of any of those things. We are of Christ. We are, we are, we are the descendants of Christ. He says, you shall see his seed. And he shall prolong his days. We are the ones who prolong the days of God or the days of Jesus Christ on the earth. How many of you have seen God before? Who has seen God before? You have never seen God? Wow. Why haven't you seen God before? Now you are confused. Why haven't you seen God before? He's in you. If he's in you and I see you, what have I seen? So why are you saying that you have never seen God before? You see, you don't believe, you don't believe in that. Ah, this man, pa. Listen, Jesus was a man just like you and I. Jesus got tired. Do you know Jesus got tired? How many of you know Jesus got tired? Uh, we mentioned in John chapter four, he was walking. He got tired. He sat down at the at the well. Sent for food. He got tired. He got hungry. There was a day Jesus got so tired he slept in the boat. On a pillow. The tiredness was so much he needed comfort so he slept on a pillow. Do you sleep on pillow? Do you get tired? Do you eat? Do, do, you, do you cry? John 10. John 11. Jesus what? Jesus wept. Have you ever wept in your life? So there was a day. You see, the disciples were working with Jesus. They were seeing all these things. All these physical things about Jesus. They were seeing everything. So one day they asked him, show us the Father. Just show us the Father. You keep talking. Just show us the Father and we'll be okay. If only you just show us. John chapter 14. That's what, that's what Philip said. It was everybody's communication. And Philip communicated it. Show us a father and we will be fine. We'll be sufficient to be okay for us. Jesus said that ah, have I been so long with you, Philip? And you have not known me. You see, remember what I told you. I said, Don't think from the physical, don't think from the flesh. Think from the spirit. Think from what the word of God says. This is what the word of God says about you. Start thinking from there. Start seeing yourself from there. Don't stop seeing yourself as Kwame Boatin walking on the streets. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long with you? And yet has thou not known me? Philip, haven't you? Don't you know who I am? He says, He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how says that that show us the Father? Why are you saying we are showing you? The one who has seen me has seen the Father. The one who has seen me has seen the Father. Who was Jesus? Who was Jesus? Who was Jesus? No. How was Jesus born? 
How was Jesus? What was Jesus' birth? Do you think, let me ask you a question, do you think Jesus existed before he came to the earth? Yeah. So he was a baby? He was a baby in heaven? No. How was he in heaven? He was a word. So Jesus never existed before he was born. They existed, the word existed before Jesus was born. Hello? Hi. John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word, the word was of God, the word was God. So there was nobody in heaven called Jesus. Before he was given a name on the day he was born. As revealed by the angel of God. He was not in heaven as Jesus before. He was in heaven as the word of God. There was a day when the word became flesh. John chapter 1 verse 14. And the word became flesh. And dwelt amongst us. And was given a name Jesus. So the name Jesus was given to the word in flesh. The word in flesh is called Jesus. But prior to that, he is the word. At the end of everything in, in, in Revelation chapter 19 verse 20, the Bible says that his name is the word of God. That's what, that's what the Bible says. His name is the word of God. So his name has always been the word. But he was given a, a name, Jesus, because he was born. He had flesh. Put on. Are you listening to me? The day you got born again. The day you got born again. You were born again by the word. Just as Jesus was born by the word. No, the, the word of God is God. Is the word of God not God? The word is God, right? If the word is God, and the word is found in you, what, what are you now? You see, you don't believe it. It's difficult, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Tell me about we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. It's too, it's too big for you. It's too big for you. Don't worry, we'll get there. Okay? Tell me about we'll get there. You believe it even some more. I'm not the one saying it. I'm not the, I'm not the one saying it. it's the word of in the Bible. Ah, so are you saying that? <laughs> Okay, go to First John chapter four. Let me let me go to First John chapter four. Let's read from verse sixteen. Says, and you are completing him who is the head of all principalities and powers. You are completing him. You are completing him. Everything he requires in you. Everything you need for life. And for Godliness, this he has given to you. You are replete with God. I said, don't think from the one who minds the flesh. It's after the flesh. I'm not talking to you about what is in your house and what you are, what is in your body. I know you are attracted to the ladies when you see them. I know. But that's a, that's a completely different matter. It's a completely di- I'm showing you who you really are. I'm showing you what you really are. When you know what you really are, okay, you will live differently. Your living will be different. It's because we don't understand what you really are. You see, the guy who doesn't know that he's a rich man who keeps eating from the gutters because he, he just doesn't know who he is. The major problem is that he doesn't know who he is. It's not because he, it's not because he's not a good person. It's because he doesn't know who he is. So the problem is because we don't know we do wrong things and do foolish things because we don't really know what we are, what we come from. It is shall see his seed, and he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall be in his hand. 
these are the things we've been trying to communicate to you for years. All this while since we started talking. Since if any man be in Christ, he is. He is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things and and all these new things are of God. Believe it. Okay? You see, John the Apostle, they called him John the Divine. He so contemplated on these things and so knew these things that he could not die. They fried him, they boiled him, they pierced him with a sword, they tried to cut off his head, they did all kinds of things, but he couldn't die. He couldn't die. It's because of this that, you see, Paul, no matter what was happening around him, he says, We are pressed on every side. I can do all things through Christ through strength. He knew who he was, he knew what he was. No, am I, am I saying something that is not in the Bible? I just mentioned First Peter chapter 1, verse 23 to you. He says, We are born again, not of corruptible seed. But of incorruptible. We are, we, are the, we are children of the word and children of the spirit. We are, we are born of the word and of the spirit. That is where we came from. That is, where, that, is, that is where we have our existence. We have our existence from the word and from the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word is our father. The spirit is our mother. We are offsprings of the word. And we are offsprings of the spirit. He says, knowing not that your, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you? He says, you are not of yourselves. Ye are of God, little children. Just trying to, trying to let you know what you are, what you are. I mean, Jesus told them, how can you be asking of God when you have seen me? The one who has seen me has seen the Father. Same thing, the one who has seen me has seen the Father. Why? Because what Jesus was born of is what I'm born of. <laughs> Speaking in tongues for a while. Let, let us soak for some time. Hold up, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hmm. We are not ordinary. You feel wrong because you are looking at the wrong thing. And you produce wrong because you are looking at you are you are looking at the wrong thing. It's, it's a matter of what you are looking at. Because what you look at is what you become. What you look at is what you become. You see, in, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 18. Have you ever heard the Bible calling us living epistles? It says, you are living epistles. What does that mean? What's, what's an epistle? The word, right? The word. An epistle is the word. So if it says you are, li- you are, you are the living, it means that you are the living word. It's in the Bible. It's, it's just here. It's in this place. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. It's from verse, verse 2. It says, ye are living epistles. Written. By, it says, ye are epistles written in our hearts, known and read of all men. Are you seeing it? What you look at is what you become. For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, manif- manis- ministered by us, written not to think, but with the Spirit. 
of the living God. Not in tables of stone, but in the fleshy tables of the heart. We are epistles of God. We are the epistles of God. Ministered by... You see, the, the, the pastor is the one who helps you know what you, are, you have become. That's my job. My job is to help you know what you have become. You understand? And help you live the, the life that God has designed for you to live. That's my job. So my job is to lift the word of God for you. To keep looking at yourself. Hmm? Okay. Let me show you some more. Go to go to first no James chapter one. Let's read from verse twenty one. Okay, James chapter one from twenty. Let's read from verse twenty to to help us from verse twenty. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore laying apart all footiness and, and superfluity of naughtiness and Receive with meekness the word, the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. Now, the word engrafted means the implanted word, okay, which is able to save your souls. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Next verse. Then it says, Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Deceiving your own self. It says, Not doing the word causes you to deceive your own self. Why? Next verse. Next verse. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a, unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Hello? He says that, for if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. The word glass is mirror. If, a, if someone does not do the word, he's like a man who looks at his face in the mirror. Next verse. For he looks at himself and goes his way and straight away forgetteth what manner of man he was. The one who is not a doer is like the one who looks into... He says, did you check your face in the mirror this morning? When you looked into the mirror, what did you see? Who do you see? Do you see someone else when you look into the mirror? Do you see your grandmother when you look into the mirror? You saw your great-grandmother when you looked into the mirror? That would be very serious. Who did you see when you looked into the mirror this morning? Did you see, are you sure you saw yourself in the mirror? So he says that the one who looks into the word and does the word is the one who looks into the mirror and knows exactly what manner of man he is. If you look into the mirror and you see yourself, then when you look into the word of God, you are looking at your own self. You are looking at your own self when you look into the mirror. When you look into the word of God, you are looking. He says, so when, when, when he says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He will show you what manner of man you are. What, you, what the type of person you are. The type of person you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's hear the message. Let's hear the message of this word. Let's read from verse 21 so that it makes more sense. Okay? So throw all sport virtue and cancerous evil in the garbage. In simple humility, let our gardener God landscape you with the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Making a salvation garden of your life. Wow. That, is that not beautiful? Next verse. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you were a listener when you are anything but letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. Don't, they says, those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror. They are like those who glance in the mirror. 
continue and walk away and two minutes later have no idea who they are what they look like they forgotten who they are and what they look like so you read the word and it says you, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me he shows you what you are it means you can do all things no matter the circumstance you find yourself in but when the circumstance comes you forget what you are that is why the circumstance beats you like that the way to write listen um, life eh say life I'm talking about the normal natural life there are different kinds of life the normal one we are living normal one that is around it's highly challenging it's not getting any easier and it's not going to get any easier I always ask you this question have you ever seen a tin of milk reducing the price reducing from two cities to one one city fifty percent since you were born do you think it will get any easier do you know how many people are being born every day in this country so, so many so many in the world the world is going to get choked more and more. The world is going to get more challenging over the years. Listen, those of you who are in university, get ready to come out of university and not get a job. Because those who are out are not getting any. You think the government is going to solve your problems? Stop deceiving yourself. Stop deceiving. The government needs your help. We are raising you to be helpers of the government. The government needs your help. Change your, your, your thought processes from the one who needs help to the one who supplies help. Okay? You are a supplier of help because the Holy Spirit is your helper. He helps you, therefore you can help others. No matter your level, you can help somebody. No matter the level. If you, if you don't get yourself out of the, the thinking of needing, receiving, give me something. The Bible says the receiver, receiving is an end. Okay, if you receive that, that is the end. If, if I gave you a car, what you receive is the car, it's finished. And the car will be wearing off and wearing out as time goes on. That's all. But the one who gives is the one who has a promise of a harvest. Receiving is a dead end. If you receive, then you, have, you are not sowing. If you receive something, you don't sow something. Forget you are not going to get anything. That's, that's the truth. Receiving is a dead end. So don't have the mindset of every time you want to receive. You want, no, you must have the mindset of giving. On whatever level you are on. I separate myself from the poor by giving to the poor. That's why when I mean, when I, yes, the Bible says that the poor you shall always have amongst you. you shall, he didn't say that the poor you shall always be. Jesus said that the poor you shall always have, have amongst you. It means that there always be poor people around. Do you understand? Separate yourself from the poor by giving to the poor. Okay. If I give to the poor, what, what are, it means I'm not poor. He is poor. I'm giving, it, I'm giving it to him. I'm separating myself. I want you to come to that that reality of life. It's prophesied. There's prophecy in the, in the scriptures. It's not going to get any easier. No matter who comes into government. No matter who comes into government. Don't be putting your hope in a certain political party. You're a joke. What are you talking about? What can they do for you? They can't do much for you. You should be asking yourself what you can do for the government. What you can do for the country. We are from a higher realm. From we belong to the household of God. We are a peculiar nation. We are nation's nation. You understand? So actually, the only I, I realized many years ago that my only option is to go through the word. If I don't do it spiritually speaking, there's no other. I don't have any help anyway. Nobody else can help me. 
Nobody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you look into the mirror, you see yourself. You are the word. You are the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word was God. The word is God. Says if you look at yourself, you are seeing yourself. Seeing yourself. I'm seeing myself. I'm seeing myself. I'm seeing myself. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. You hold, you hold that. You hold that in your consciousness. You hold that. Do you think most of us think that we are just our father's children and mother's children? You are more than that. They gave you flesh. They gave you flesh. They gave you flesh to exist here. But the the real content, the real you, is born of the word. And the real you is of God. And the real you is God. Just be a doer of the word. Not just a hearer. Don't forget what manner of man. There's a manner. We are a certain manner of men. A certain manner. A special species. If any man be in Christ. He's a new species. He's a new species. He's a new species. He says, behold. You have to see with the prophetic eye because you will not see with the physical eye. That's why he said, behold. That part is a very important part of the, that scripture. Behold. Behold. Look. With the eye of the spirit. Look. That was the ministry Paul was given. Paul was given a ministry to open the eyes. He says, to make all men see. Hmm? In Ephesians chapter 3. He says, to make all men see. Go there. Ephesians chapter 3. You must see. Tell anybody you must see. And you must see with the eye of the spirit. You must see with you must see through the word. Through the word. I'm not ordinary. It's not just it's not just a confession. It's not just a speech. It's not just a speech. It's it's reality. I'm not ordinary. I'm not I'm not like any I'm different. I'm different. I'm of God. That's where I think from. That's where I live from. They cannot refuse me. They cannot reject me. Nobody can reject me. Whatever I touch will prosper. Why? Because I am God in the earth. Hmm? Ephesians, go to Ephesians chapter 3 Let's read from verse 6 Ephesians 3 from verse 6 You see it there Go, go to verse 5 Oh hallelujah Hallelujah This which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men As it is now revealed unto his holy apostles It is revealed unto his holy apostles Go up, go to verse 4 Go to verse 4. Let's, let's see from verse 4. Whereby when you read it, you may understand my knowledge in the mysteries of Christ. In the mystery of Christ. Continue. Which this mysteries, which was, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men. What I'm telling you was not made known unto the sons of men. It was not made known unto anybody. Wow. As it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. It's revealed unto men, apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Next verse. That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs. Fellow heirs. And of the same body. And partakers of his promise in Christ. By the gospel. What is the promise? Next verse. Wherefore I was made a minister. According to the gift of the grace of God. Given unto me by the future working of his power. Next verse. Unto me who am less than the least of all saints. Is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles. The unsearchable riches of Christ. I should preach the unsearchable riches of Christ. You see, it's not only physical riches. Unsearchable. The, the amplifies is unfathomable, incalculable. Riches of Christ. Next verse. Next verse. It's so nice. Then it says, and to make all men see. And to make all men see. And to make all men see. Because you, you physical eyes cannot see. It says they see cannot see. 
they hearing cannot hear. To make all men see what is the fellowship of this mystery, which from the beginning of the world has been hidden God, who created all things by Christ Jesus. Next verse. To the intent that now to the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. We are the ones who display the many-sided wisdom of God. You see, the angels keep bowing and rising and bowing and rising and bowing and rising in front of God because every time they bow down and go back down again and come back up again, they see God in another... Hey, we have never... This is wild. Then they go back again. When they come back, they see another... They've been bowing since eternity. They are still bowing. There are many-sided wisdom of God. Do you understand? There are many aspects of God. And God has chosen to display Himself through you. And how can He do it if you are not if you are not Him? Yeah. Let these things sink. Jesus said, let my words sink into your ear, your ears. Let them sink. Let them sink. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's not a lie. It's the truth. Okay? It's the truth. It's the reality. I'm t- I, that's, what I, that's what I came to tell you. I came to tell you that these things are true. They are real. It's not a joke. It's true. It's true. It's true. Stop thinking from the place of lack. Okay? And need. Wanting help. All of God is inside you. If all of God inside is not inside you, then, I mean, what are we talking about? All of God is inside you. God didn't come in there. Is the Holy Spirit God? Yeah. Is the Holy Spirit God? Yeah. Is the Holy Spirit in you? Yeah. So where is God? You see, and God is not just in you. God is mingled with you. First Corinthians chapter second Corinthians chapter six, right? First Corinthians six seventeen. He that is joined to the Lord, he says he's one spirit with him. He's one spirit. He's joined to the Lord and he's one spirit. So we are one we've become one spirit. Oh my god. Do you understand? The body is not the same as the, 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 the spirit. Your spirit is different from your body. Okay? But spiritually speaking, we are joined with Him. We are one with Him. He says, He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. We have become one spirit with Him. It's the truth. You better believe it. I believe. So in Ephesians 3, verse 20, go to Ephesians 3, 20. Ephesians 3, 19 and 20. Go to Ephesians 3, 19 and 20. Do you like my message? We love it. He says, and to know the love of Christ, which passes all knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Let's read the amplified of this particular verse. Someone can be filled with all the fullness of God. If, <laughs> okay, that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through all your being, unto all the fullness of God, may have the richest measure of the divine presence, and become a body, wholly filled and flooded with God himself. So your, body, your spirit is so filled with God that he is praying that your body will be fully filled with God. So you can be a body fully filled with God. And it is true practicing what the word of God says and doing what the word of God says. But really, God is in. And he's not in there. He's not sitting somewhere. Your spirit is sitting somewhere. Yeah, when we say God is in me, you think this way. 
God is in some corner, and you are also in some corner, and you are talking. No, you are. That is why we get so we get so confused when it comes to hearing from God because you don't know when your spirit is talking and you don't know when God is talking. Yeah. Because it's a divine mingling. It's a divine mingling. Let's think from here. Okay? Let's think from here. See how your life will change. You'll be surprised. Do you know how to overcome challenges? Troubles. I told, this world is full of trouble. I've told you something. It's full of troubles. It's full of troubles. Troubles everywhere. Troubles everywhere. Troubles. Says whatever is born of God overcometh the world. Isn't it? Yeah. chapter 4, verse 5. Whatever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the vision of overcoming the world. Even our faith. Whatever is born of God overcometh the world. If you are born of God, it says you overcome the world. Go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16 and verse 17. Then we'll close. Okay? Ephesians chapter 4. I'll never, I'll never go down in my life. I will never go down. Have you seen God going down before? Never. Have you seen God? You know, there are men who have walked this earth who have so believed in what I'm telling you. So believed in it. So believed in it. You know, Archbishop of Blessed Memory, Archbishop Benson Dahosa, believed so much what he was and who he was. Believed it so much. Believed it so much. There was a day there was a plane that was coming, going over his atmosphere. He heard on the news that the plane had there was a shortage of fuel and was coming down. He came out of his room, lifted up his hand for about five minutes and went back to the room. When he went back to the room, the same radio said, hey, five minutes was too long, I think about 30 seconds to one minute. The same radio people said that the, fuel has been, the, the plane has been fueled mysteriously. Mysteriously. Who filled it? Who filled it? No, do you think God... No, hold on, hold on. You see, you are saying, you are saying God. You are saying God. You are saying God. You are saying God. But could God have done it if there was not a man who understood what he was and knew what he was? I have said he are God. And you are children the most high. No, he said, before he said that, he said, why? He says the whole world is out of course. The foundation of the earth are out of course because you don't know what you are. Your family's deliverance and your family's safety is dependent on you and your knowledge. If you don't know what you are, you can't stand and lift your hand and say, Brother, the devil is okay, don't come in this path. The devil just enter your family and just do whatever he wants to do and get out. Meanwhile, you are there. He says, They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundation of the earth are out of course. Why? Because they don't know what they are. They don't know what they are. There's nothing we can't change as children of God. There's nothing we can't change. Are you listening to me? Your family is in your hands. The world is in our hands. Have you ever read the place where it says that he that let it will let? Eh? The son of perdition will not be revealed unto he that let it will let. There's a force that prevents the Antichrist from being revealed in his fullest. The Bible mentions that the Antichrist is already in the system. He's already in the world. He has been there since. But his full manifestation in a man has not yet showed up because the church is still around. Wow. There are people in the church whose knowledge of God's word, not just knowledge, and understand what I'm saying, not just knowledge, they, they know practically what they are. Do you think nothing happens when we pray? 
a lot of people think that nothing happens when they pray. What are you talking about? When you are praying, you are making declarations as God in the earth. If you said this should stop, it will stop. Haven't you heard of the man in the Bible who said that he, he told Jesus, I mean, wh- wh- which one would you prefer? If your mother was sick and Jesus said he was coming to your house, wouldn't you want him to come to your house? Jesus is coming to your house. Yesuba. <laughs> Jesus is coming to your house. This centurion said, Oh, don't come to my house. You, there's no need for you to come to Jesus has come to your house and you say that he doesn't have to come into your house. That's why Jesus said, There's no great nobody in this whole city has great faith like this man. God is coming to your house physically in flesh. You say that, oh, don't come. Just a word. It's okay. Just see. Because I'm a man under authority. When I say this one should go, it goes. When I say this one should come, it comes. I know. I know. We carry the authority. When Jesus was living there, he said, all authority in heaven and earth is given unto you. Go on the basis of this particular authority. Go. So we are not, we are not just operating in the earth for nothing. We are operating by the power of God. When we say this should stop, it stops. But if you don't believe it, it will not stop. You say it should stop, it will, it will, it will keep coming. It will still be coming because you don't know. You don't know who you are. You don't know who you are. It's not even cross your mind to even say something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't look at the flesh. Okay? Don't look around you. It's not dependent on your fasting and prayer. There's a reason for fasting. Don't misconstrue it. Hallelujah. First John chapter 4, right? Yeah. Verse 16 and verse 17. I've been wanting to read that to you for a long time. She said, we, we have known and believed the love that God has to us. When it comes to us, it says, we know and we have believed the love that God has for us. There are three levels of God's love. God has love for everybody. For God so loved that is why he gave his only begotten son. Jesus, his blood and everything is for the whole world. Jesus' blood, Jesus' blood was shed because of the world. It's for the whole world. That is God's expression of his love. His blood was for the whole world. Okay? Yeah. The second level is the level we are talking about now. First John chapter 3, verse 1 and verse 2. Behold, what man of love the Father. He says, you see, that, that place where he says, Behold. Behold. See, oh. If you don't see it, it will not show up in your life. He says, See. Behold, what man of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. The world does not know what manner we are, it knows us not. The world does not know us. Behold, what man of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Sons of God. We are the sons of God. No, what does a cat give birth to? So, what do you call that baby cat? Do you call it baby cat? No, no, no. You see, is he a cat? Is it as he call a cat as a mother is a cat? Is it true? What do you call it when a dog is birth? What does it give birth to? Do you call it a baby dog? You call it a puppy for some time, but after some time, it's a dog. That's a dog. That's a dog. Full dog. Everything is doggy about it. It bats, has fair, does all those things, has canines, everything. Just like the mother. 
Yeah, behold, what man of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. We should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because he knew him not. John says that we have known and believed the love that God has seen in our case. In our case, there's a love. His love is what made us his sons. He loves us into details. His love for us goes beyond. You see, he, he, we, we, he, he loved us so much, he made us him. The Bible mentions how we have inherited God. We have inherited God Himself. Our inheritance is God. He is our inheritance and we are His inheritance. How can God inherit something lesser than Him? Do you understand inheritance? If your father leaves a socks that he has worn for five years as inheritance for you, will you take it? When you, will you take a socks like that? Why? Why? Because it is not inheritance. No, what we say inheritance, do you understand inheritance? What we say inheritance, you, you, you understand. It's, it's inheritance. It's inheritance. It's inheritance. And God cannot inherit anything less than Him. The minimum He can inherit is Himself. The maximum He can inherit is Himself. If you read in Ephesians 1, He says that, that you may know what is the inheritance of the saints. He was not talking about our inheritance, He was talking about the inheritance that God has in us. He says, and we know and have believed the love that God has to us. We, we know it. We don't just know it. We believe it. I believe it. We know and believe the love that God has to us. God is love. He that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. And God in Him. Let just highlight verse 17 alone. Hearing in this, in this particular thing, our love is made perfect. In this particular thing, in what I just showed you, in this particular thing, is our love made perfect. If we know and believe the love that he has in our case. In this, our love is made perfect. The way our love is made perfect is by believing the love that he has. Paul says that the love of Christ constrained us. The love, he didn't say the love I have for Christ. The love of Christ, the love that he had in my case, is what causes me to do his work. Do you understand? When I think about what he has done, because of all the love he has, he did all these things. How can I live my life for myself? I won't live my life for myself. I'll live my life for him. Yeah. So it's like, in this is our love made perfect. In this is our love made perfect. Then it says, if, when your love is made perfect, you, you, it says that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. We may have boldness in the day of judgment. When you believe in His love. Okay? When you believe in His love. Believe in what He has done. He says, that we may have boldness. The word boldness means confident assurance. That we may have confidence and assurance. We may have divine ability. Do you understand? Not scared of anything. In the day of judgment. You see, the day of judgment here, the word judgment here is crisis. Okay? That's the Greek word. K-R-I-S-E-S. From where we get the English crisis. Crisis. A day of crisis. A time of crisis. Problems. Challenges. Evil day, if you like. Okay? He says, In this, our love is made perfect. So that, you see, when you know his love and what his love has done, what did his love do? What does his love do? Have, do you know? Have you seen this thing? This is what colon, right? What does colon mean? Colon means I'm come to explain all that I've said, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Hearing is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because 
as he is. So are we in this world as he is. Hold on. How is he now? Did he say as he was? As he is. We are after the triumphant Christ. Not the crucified Christ. Not the buried Christ. Not the resurrected Christ. Not the, ascend- not the ascended Christ. We are after the order of the seated crowned Christ. Oh, Hearingness, I love me, but that we may have boldness. The way to ride on in life and keep going higher and higher is by thinking and knowing where you are coming from and who you are. The order after which you are born. He says, because as he is, so are we now in this world. So are we in this world. He is not here. He says, you shall see, you see, they shall prolong his days. We are the ones who are here. How did he behave? How did he behave when he had luck? Did he even ever have luck? No, so luck. When Jesus met problems, he didn't start looking around. Okay, Paul, uh, Peter, come, 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 come. Let's, let's begin to do something about it. No. Huh? Challenges are about bread. They're about bread. When the winds were boisterous, the waves were billowing and all that, what did he do? Also, he woke up and shattered to sleep. That is why when there are challenges around me, I don't. Have you ever heard me come to tell you about the problems I have? No. Have I ever consulted you to tell you my problems? I don't know what I'll do with my life. I don't know if the future. Have you ever even heard me talk about that? Talk like that before. I've, I've, I've learned better. I've been trained better. I don't do that. Come and announce my problems for you. Problem? What is problem? We stand and we, we speak. You see? It says that we may have boldness. 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 Confident assurance. Boldness in the day of crisis. In the day of trouble. Boldness. Not hiding in the day of judgment. Or hiding in the day of problems or troubles. But having boldness in the day of crisis. What do you do when crisis come? Remember what you are. And stand. One lady, just recently, some people went for a meeting with Pastor Chris, um, international youth camp. One lady was in a plane going back to a country in Mali, and the plane just lost control and was coming down. What will you do in such a situation? A whole plane is coming down. A whole plane is coming. Look for which parachute. Even the, pl- even the pilot does not have one. Yeah, because you are supposed to take it off and land it. So if you are dying, all of you should die together. You know what she did? You see? Prior to her going to that meeting, she should have shouted like everybody else. Poo pooed on herself. You know, there was recently there was a there was a book that came out of a man who survived a plane crash. Yeah. One of the things he said was that when the plane the, the pilots mentioned that they had lost control, the plane was coming down. The smell in the plane changed. You know what I'm talking about? Everybody's stomach just turned, and people was coming out just like that. People were just pooping on themselves. He survived, but a lot of them died. About fourteen of them survived. Fourteen. The plane was coming down like this. Do you know what the lady did? She stood up and said, "Nobody's dying. This plane will land by the power of the Holy Spirit. It will land." And the plane landed. The plane boldness in the day of judgment, not because she had fasted. Not because you are prayed. You get it. Normally your confidence is in when you feel you fasted, you've done some spiritual exercises, you've done some 
like you are really fired up. Then you can talk. Our boldness and our talking is not inside fast and prayer. It's inside the knowledge of what you know that as he is, so am I in this world. As he is, so am I in this world. So meditate on it for it to become a part of you. As he is. When you meet the situation, don't start thinking, hey, have I done something wrong? What have I done? Then you start chewing your fingers in the spirit. Spiritual chewing your fingers. Yeah. You start thinking, okay, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? No. 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 We don't look at the flesh. Don't look at the flesh. Don't consider the flesh. Know what you are. Know who you are. Know where you are coming from. Know where you are originating from. Do you understand? Yeah, your life is not based on what is around. Your life is based on what you have become, what you are. Yeah, she didn't say, I, I, I fasted and prayed. No. She stood up and said, I'm a child of God. I am God in this plane, and this plane is not coming down. It's staying up, and it's landing by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it landed. Everybody came to greet her, and she has even gotten a job as a, as a result of that. Hey, confidence, 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 confidence. Her confidence is not in physical things. Her confidence is in the spirit. It's in the spirit. She's spiritually minded. Yeah. So that we may have boldness in the day of crisis. In the day of crisis. When things are not going well, we will not cry. We will not cry. We will stand as God men. Lift our hands and say, stop. Stop your maneuvers. As simple as that. As simple as that. Stop your maneuvers. Have you ever seen me dealing with the demon before? How many of you have ever seen me pray for someone who is demon possessed or has a problem? How many hours do I spend there? How many? Yeah. If you've been with me wherever I've pastored before for some time, you see me stand by the pillar of somebody and say, Out! That's it. The person falls down, hey, wake up. I'm fine. Finish. There's no need to stress. Why are you stressing yourself? Do you know where you are? Do you know where you are giving that command from? Hmm? When he died, we died with him. When he was raised, we were raised with him. When he ascended, we ascended with him. When he sat down, we sat down with him. That is where we are sitting. We are sitting together in him, in Christ. Hallelujah. See, I'm after the God kind. As he is. As he, is, As he is, so am I. So am I. The only qualification is your born again experience. Okay. Okay. Nothing more, nothing else. That is why someone who just got born again can raise the dead. Yeah. Yeah. If he understands that he can do it, he can do it. I said, don't allow your flesh to dictate your life. Don't allow what happens to you to dictate your life. There are things that will happen to you that will let you stop thinking, thinking the way you are thinking. Yeah. And even stop you from preaching. Yeah. Yeah, preachers suffer a lot. Because there are things that will brings a lot of things to, to do things around you that will let you think that you are what you are something else, and you can't produce results. And you shut all those things down. I'm a child of God. This is my assignment. This is what God has sent me to do. I'll do it. Did you stop going to work? Did you stop going to work because you lost your tie? Did you stop going to work because you lost your tie? Did you stop going to work because you, you, you lost you lost a shoelace? What do you do? You buy a new one and go. The work is more important than losing your clothes or whatever. What are you talking about? Boldness. 
You see, and the boldness is expressed in speech. This word boldness here is the same thing as like it's written in Second Corinthians chapter three. Let me show it to you. Second Corinthians chapter three. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh, this is so nice. There's so much God has given to us. There's so much. Oh. Let's believe God's report. Okay? Let's believe. It's better than believing in your flesh. Yes, it's better. There's nothing good there. It's better. It's better. It's better. What God says is true. I choose to believe what God says. That, that is how I've gotten to where I've gotten to. If you think I'm a success, if you think good things happen around me, it's because of what I'm telling you now. I'm telling you. I don't have any trust anywhere. I don't have any trust anywhere. No. Who can help me? No. Who can give you 500,000 Ghana cities as a gift? Which of your family members can do that? Which one? Nobody. Not even your husband. It has to come by the spirit. It has to come by the spirit. It has to come by the spirit. It has to come by a spiritual means. If your business can do that for you, the business must be immersed into the spirit. It must be connected to something supernatural. Businesses don't work if they are not connected to something supernatural. Whether positive or negative. It must be connected to something supernatural. Do you think Mark Zuckerberg and all those people have prospered just because of their brains? Don't you see the force that pulls you to Facebook? Don't you see the force that pulls you to Facebook? There's something inside. There's something inside. There's something in Twitter. There's something in Facebook. There's something in Snapchat. There's something in Instagram. There's, there's a force that pulls you. If you like, try not going along that line. You'll be surprised at how... There's a force. There's a force that pulls you. Yes. She's being honest. If you be honest, you know what I'm talking about. You see, you want to pray, but you... Yes. That prior to prior to his arrival, we were fine. Everything was okay. We were fine. Everything was fine. Everything was fine. There's a force. There's a force behind it. Every one of them. You, you are the only one who is doing your business just like that. You are not tying it to something. And do you know? Do you know how they tie it to various things? Do you know how those people tie it to various things? Uh, through their money, of course. Through their money, they'll tie it. They'll say that they are going to do. They are giving to Buddhists. To advance their cause, they are building a monastery. Have you heard them doing that before? Yeah. They are doing this. They are tying themselves to various things, knowing it or knowing it, and it works for them. It's only Christians who don't, who don't have that wisdom. That's why Jesus said that this, the children of this world are wiser. He was talking about money, and he said the children of this world are wiser than the children of God along this line because they don't know that they are supposed to do that. Even when they are touched, they don't do it. You know you must fight on your business for it to go for it. This ministry goes for it because of fight. We give fight every month as a church. As a church to someone who is higher than us. Yes. Yes. That's what we do every month. All these years. That's what has caused it to go for it. Tie, tie yourself to something. Hallelujah. God loves us so much. Tell me about God loves you so much. That's why he gave us his word. That's why he gave us his word. Let me show this to you. Last thing.
Let's read from verse 7. It's more up, but let me read from verse 7 so that it makes more sense for you. This is Paul talking. You remember, I, I read some portions to you about how that we are persons of Christ ministered, and ministered by, by, by ministers of God. And he goes on to say that, but if the ministration of death, he was talking about the Old Testament, if the ministration of death written and engraven in stones was glorious, because it was glorious, it was glorious, it was full of glory. Okay, it was full of glory. It had promises. It was glowing it. If you lived according to it, you would never die. You would never suffer. You never. I mean, there was, there was, Enoch was under the old. Of course, Enoch was not there when the Lord came, but it was old. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know Moses could not die? Yeah. Moses could not die. God told him, go up and go and just lie down and die. The Bible mentions that Jesus has brought life. And what immortality to light? Wow. And we don't believe it. Those who believe that the ones will be raptured. Yeah. We are getting there gradually. All right. But if the administration of death, written and engraven in stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses, for the glory of his of his countenance, his face changed because of the glory that the, the things written on stones was emitting. Which glory was to be done away with? This glory was to be done away. Next verse. How shall not the administration of spirit be greater? Be much more, is this be rather glorious? The ministration of the Spirit, the ministration of the Spirit, the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Eh? Hmm. The ministration of the Spirit. That's what I'm doing now. I'm doing the ministration. You see, I'm telling you, I'm not showing you anything. I'm telling you about a spirit. A spirit is the ministration of the Spirit. How much more shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? Next verse. Verse 9. For if the administration of condemnation be glory, the Old Testament brought glory, but it was the administration of condemnation because he could not perfect the one to whom the word came. Much more does the administration of righteousness exceed in glory. Because this is what we tell you that you have been made the righteousness of God. You don't have to do anything for it. You have been made it because you're a child of God. Next verse. For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect. The comparison cannot be made. By reason of the glory that ex- excelleth, the glory that we have is greater than the glory that they had. Look at the things that they did under the old covenant. How much more has Red Sea parted before them? All those things happened. They were not hungry in the desert. Nothing. They were always supplied for. Ministration of death. If they had glory, we read about it and we are surprised. We are like, wow, look at what the, the ministration experience is greater. It's greater. Next verse. For if that which was done away was glorious, much more that which remaineth is glorious. Verse 12. Seeing then that we have such hope. Seeing then that we have such hope. That our glory is higher and better than that which was of the old. It says we use great plainness of speech. The word great plainness of speech is the same word translated boldness in the other place. Check your, check your whatever. Great plainness of speech. We use great plainness of speech. It's the same word, boldness. Paul says, because we know what this is, this ministration of the Spirit is, we speak boldly. We, our boldness is exhibited in our communication, in our speech. Do you understand? Yes, Pastor. So when trouble comes, I don't know what I'm going to do. Trouble has come. No. We are not of that particular class. We are of a better class. Yeah. When trouble comes, you stand there and say, Trouble, you are bread. 
your bread. If you speak to it like that, then you realize it's not going away. Don't worry. Add some tongues to it. Kilo kaskisti palaba. And address it by the power of the Holy Ghost. You may address it like that, you may not go away. It doesn't mean anything. Stay yourself up, Muslim. Some more in the spirit. And then you speak to it by the power of the Holy Ghost and watch it campo. Watch it campo. We are not weaklings. Say we are not weaklings. We are not weaklings. We are of the God kind. Yeah, that's what we are. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We use great plainness of speech. In other words, we speak boldly. We speak big things. We speak big things. Because we have this hope. Seeing that we have such hope. We have this hope. Glory, glory, a greater glory. Greater glory. We use big words. Big words. We speak big. Don't say small things. Speak big. Eh? Say, I will get billions of dollars. I will sponsor the gospel with billions of dollars. If you are not saying, it means that you are looking around you. Because everything around you shows that you can't do that. But we are speaking from the Spirit. We are speaking from the Spirit. I'm the number one sponsor of the gospel in my generation. We use great plainness of speech. Great plainness of speech. Great plainness of speech. Why? Because as he is, so are we now in this world. As he is. We don't talk after our, our flesh. We don't talk after the things we see around. We talk after the spirits. We talk after where we are coming from. Who we really are. Who we really are. I will never be sick in my body. Cancer cannot dwell in my body. Success is mine. I'm a great success. I'm a great success. Yeah, the Bible says that Abraham became great. Isaac was great and went forward until he became exceedingly great. I'm exceedingly great. I was greater and greater and greater and greater. Because I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout. of speech. I cannot be sad in my life. Yeah, no matter what's happening around, you refuse to be sad. Sadness will knock you at your door. Sadness will be knocking at your door. You just laugh at them. You laugh your way through. You laugh your way through. Meshach and Abednego were under the old covenant. They were under the old testament. The ministry that was less in glory compared to the ministration that you are in. When the book of told them to bow down, they said, We will not bow. Oh, king, be it not be it known on you that we will not bow down. For our God is able to save us. But if it's not, even if he chooses not to save us, we will not bow. They were confident. In the presence of challenges, they were confident. How much more you? How much more you? The Bible says that you shall go to the fire and you shall not be burnt. You shall go to the waters and you shall not drown. A thousand shall fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand. But it shall not come like me. Only with your eyes shall you behold the reward of the Lord. 
You shall behold the Lord with the looking of your eyes. Because you are seated in the heavenly places. He that sitteth in the heavenly shall laugh. The one who sits in the heavenly shall laugh. They shall laugh. Give the Lord a shout. Speak in language spirit. Rise up on your feet. Rise up. Rise up and speak in language spirit. Make some declarations in your life right now. Insist on your rights. Insist on your rights. I live a higher life. I live a glorious life. A life full of success. A life full of glory. I never go down. I never go down. I keep going higher and higher. I'm a king in the air. Use great plainness of speech. Say bigger things that are bigger than you physically speaking. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.